Kelly. <laughs> Hello. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm Kathleen. I'm Kim. And welcome to, to Uncomfortable, Uncomfortable Conversations, Conversations with, with the K&K Twins. So tonight, we're going to talk about... Oh, it's a tough one. Controlling. Being mm -hmm. controlling and being controlled by others. It makes no sense. Mm -mm. So yeah, controlled controlling is a big piece of the codependent puzzle. Yeah. Um, so we're going to deal with some of that today. So we're going to start with talking about controlled by others, being controlled by other people. Okay, so, can I go backwards for just a minute? Yeah. Like I feel like I need to state this very emphatically. Mm -hmm. So those of us who are codependent, this is going to not make a lot of sense. Right. I'm gonna we are mind. controlled by other people. We allow them to control us. We are mm -hmm. controlled by them. And we'll talk about the reasons why. Even though we are controlled by people, we have this deep-seated need to also control others. So it doesn't make sense mm -hmm. when you just say it. So I'm saying it very emphatically and we'll kind of explain like how mm -hmm. it happens and why it happens. But I just need you to understand from the beginning that number one, if you are codependent, you are being controlled by someone, probably more than one person. A dysfunctional dependent. We're yeah. the codependent, mm -hmm. and codependents kind of orbit around it, just this dysfunctional person. Mm -hmm. It's a dysfunctional dependent, and the codependents orbit around yes. that person. But we also control that person. Yeah, we try to. Sometimes we do, because yeah. we're manipulative. Yes. <laughs> and we control other people around us. So right. I just want to clear so that yes. up. And let's, yes, and let's be really clear that manipulation is not harmless. Oh. Manipulation is destructive and can mm -hmm. damage relationships. Mm -hmm. It can destroy your self-esteem. Yeah. It's it's not a harmless thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's evil. Yeah, <laughs> it is that's very, actually it's what I was evil. Say. It's it is evil. evil. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that. So, um, controlled by others. Now we are working, as you know, out of this book, this poor beat up book. It's well loved. Um, yes, it is. Untangling relationships. It's by Pat Springle. And uh, yeah, so follow along with us. Yes. We're starting unit four, which is on on our book. I don't know if you have a newer version, but it's on page 69. Uh, it's going to talk about uh, day one is controlled by others. That's what okay. we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. So controllers can be charmers, and they can also be beasts. They can be awful. Mm -hmm. um, controlling behavior often leads to abuse. So keep that in mind. It starts slowly mm -hmm. with isolating you and controlling you, and eventually that moves to abuse if you allow that. And right. it can be controlling what you wear. It can be controlling what you eat. Who you talk to. What you think about. Mm -hmm. And it's it becomes very insidious, almost to the point where you think it's your idea. Yeah. Which is part of the manipulation, by the way. Right. Um, but we are, in fact, being controlled mm -hmm. by exactly. others. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to do, because this is a Christian perspective on codependency, um, I wanted to share for this particular week the verse the Bible verse that goes with this, because I think it's very fitting, okay? So um, this is out of 2 Corinthians 5, 14, 15, and 17, okay? Um, for the love of Christ controls us, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature, the old things passed away, behold, new things have come. So there's a new way we can do this. Yes. We can be, you know, controlled through the love of Christ, not that's through manipulation. The so that's, that's the goal. goal. Mm -hmm. so. so without security, the secure anchors of love and acceptance and, and the feeling of being significant, codependence 
feel responsible for everyone. And we've talked about this. Everyone and everything. We over function and do everything for <laughs> mm-hmm. everybody. So we want we feel responsible for everyone, for everything, but we actually have no confidence in anyone or anything. And that is such unstable footing. Yes. Um and and so one of the things that I really I learned through all of this is when you do things from a healthy way, mm-hmm. you get a healthy outcome. And if you do things from an unhealthy way, you get an unhealthy outcome. So if you aren't stabilized in something that's healthy, mm-hmm. you get an unhealthy outcome. So right. codependence, we find security in pleasing people. Mm-hmm. Trying to make everybody happy. Okay. And by being right. Yes. <laughs> and by always doing the right things and being perfect. And yes. Doing the right things the right way. Yes. Perfectionism. Yes. You're a perfectionist. And sometimes we we say that as if that's a, gr- a good thing, you know. That's part of codependency. Yeah. Okay. You're trying to be perfect all the time. But really we end up being more like puppets. Like a puppet on a string and people mm-hmm. control us, you and know. And their praise and mm-hmm. more condemnation is what ends up swaying us mm-hmm. this way or that. Behavior. It's not doing what's best for mm-hmm. us. It's not doing it from a healthy perspective or what's de- best for someone else. It's that control of being mm-hmm. a people pleaser. Right. Um, and, you know, like I said, codependents need to be in control as well. So codependents want to have absolute control of our own lives. And Kathleen and I were just talking about how I'm mm-hmm. struggling right now. <laughs> With wanting to be in control of areas of, everything. of my life. Yes, everything and everyone. But I'm t- working so hard to really understand the root of it and heal from it because mm-hmm. I can yeah. see how it's so unhealthy for me and how it's unsettling. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bring me peace, and I'm really sh- working hard to have peace in every area mm-hmm. of my life. So I have to work on this desire slash need to control everything. And do you know what? I was thinking about this. I feel like sometimes that comes out of a place of fear. Fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of of mm. pain. Just you want to be in control of everything so that you think you can control the outcomes or you can control no one can hurt you. And, right. You know, you know what I mean? It's I think it comes from a place of fear in a way. I'm gonna even take it a little bit further. It mm-hmm. it comes from a place of peace. Like I feel peaceful and at peace, I think. It's not true. When I know what's going to happen, yes. nobody ever knows. We what's fool going to ourselves yes. into thinking that. Like it makes me mm-hmm. feel stable, and yes. because if I can control, because it. having a lack of stability mm-hmm. is part of mm-hmm. my pain mm-hmm. and a part of what my codependent foundation was that lack of stability. Um, mm-hmm. Feeling like I can control things makes me, makes me feel stable. It's not it's true. It's false. It's yeah, true. it is false. Because, yeah. but I still think that comes out of a fear of instability, yeah. a fear of insecurity, yeah. I, I all of those fear, things. But I, you know, I'm yeah, those steps mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so we want to control everyone's behavior so that we yeah. can kind of control the outcome of everything. So this person can either add to or take away from our ability to perform well and please others. So yeah. we want to be in control of those things. And I, I'll even talk about how I did that to my children. Mm-hmm. Me too. And you know, when you, if, you, if you come across a parent, or maybe you're one of those parents, who when your kids do something wrong, instead of making them accountable and having them own that and talk about that and have discipline and consequences, you feel threatened as a parent that it somehow reflects badly on you. Mm-hmm. So you try to excuse and yes. justify and always take your child's side. So the child never has consequences, mm-hmm. which is very destabilizing for a child. That mm-hmm. is the worst thing you could do. Um, but 
that comes at a place of selfishness because mm -hmm. it's a fear of looking bad as a parent. If your so kids true. misbehave, you think that makes you a bad parent mm -hmm. or you look like a bad parent and you're so concerned with what other people mm -hmm. think about you. So think about that. If it's always somebody else's fault and it's never your child's fault, <laughs> you're probably a codependent with fear issues in terms of being threatened by looking bad as a parent. I have a kid right now who is doing so great at <laughs> sharing her boundaries with me <laughs> and daily letting me know when I have crossed those boundaries in my effort to help. <laughs> Control. Um, <laughs> but I really feel like it's helpful. <laughs> I really am struggling in this too because I really feel like I'm just trying to help and help you make better decisions. And she goes, I told you yesterday. I told you yesterday that I don't like it when you do that. Oh, okay. And you really need to stop trying to control me. Oh, okay. That is, right. Those are her words to All me. All right. All right. And you really need to do better. Oh, 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 okay. All right. All right. So I'm so glad she has the freedom mm -hmm. that she's she feels, feels safe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Saying that. To tell me. I'd have been slapped silly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't have even had the courage to say that because I oh, would have yeah. felt like I would. I would they yeah. would have been like yelling, like oh, I would yeah. have been attacked. Been I would have like, felt like yeah, an attack. Yeah. Definitely. But um, mm -hmm. so I, whew, that's a tough one because mm -hmm. I don't feel like my helping is bad. I feel like it's very helpful. Mm -hmm. And um, well, I think you do have to weigh whether it's legitimate or not. Yes. Rather, that's her way of manipulating and trying to get you to back off from something that Ooh. might be legitimate. Right. So you know, if 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 it's something she's doing wrong and you're trying to say no that's well, a, and that's I one thing say but if it's wrong but, but if there's it's a better way but if there's a better way to do it but but is it okay yes. remember how we we examine our motives yes we examine our motives yes. right if yes. the motive you know the motive may be in her best interest but is this something she needs to find her own way and learn for that herself is the truth. if it's not going to end up you know causing you know if there's no broken bones or blood right. then What's the worst that could happen? She might learn a hard lesson, right? Yeah, and deal with the consequences. But of is that, it yes. that you want to be right and say you need to do it this I'm way because I think it's? I'm trying to protect her. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to protect her in my mind, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. because I know what it feels like. So why don't I save you from yourself? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. if somebody tells me what their boundary is, mm -hmm. and I don't respect it, mm. yeah. That, if it's a legitimate like, boundary, then yeah. Well, if anybody says, to, if I say to anybody, don't do that, this I don't like it, mm -hmm. yeah. then that mm -hmm. should be enough for me, right? right? And basically what she's saying to me is, I told you, don't do that, I don't like it, and you did it again. Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. So, That's legit. I'm struggling with control. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. But I love you. Yeah. My daughter said that's one of the, you know, when I asked her one time when we were talking, I said, okay, what was one of the worst things, you know, that I did? What did I do as a parent that was most, that you felt was most harmful? And, and it was being the helicopter parent or the controlling parent. I was too controlling. And she yeah. said, then she felt like she couldn't talk to me or tell me things because I was too controlling. Yeah. But in my mind, I was doing it for her good. I was yeah. trying to protect her. All those excuses. Yeah. But yeah, so she was... She was absolutely right. My older kids. So you know, I own that and apologize for that and ask mm -hmm. for forgiveness and all that. So, <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't take away no. the harm and the consequences though of my behavior. I owned it, which I think yeah. helps her emotionally, but it doesn't necessarily undo some of the right. damage that was done. 
and that's just something we have to work through. So, but you know what's interesting as I was that helicopter controlling parent with my older kids. You know, I have for those of you who don't know, I have five children, and they have a wide age range because there's a lot of them. So I have like older kids and younger kids. So my adult children had that controlling helicopter mm -hmm. mom. They would have never been able to say to me, you're controlling me and you need to back up. And I already told you, you've overstepped your boundaries. Mm -hmm. So I've grown. <laughs> um, I think that's the thing with, with any kind of healing is that there are layers to it. Mm -hmm. So as mm -hmm. well as I think I'm doing, mm -hmm. I still have areas to work on. Yes. I'm struggling. We all do. I'm struggling with control. We do. And it's so interesting because, you know, we do talk about our parents a lot. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not an indictment of our parents. It's just who they were at the time. Yeah. So I was just sharing with Kim tonight that I had this conversation with my dad that would have never happened before. And he was so sweet. And so it was so different for loving. him so he was loving. yes and i realized that you know what even at his age coming to some realizations of how to communicate and how to interact with your loved ones with your family you know he, he has changed yeah. and so i feel like even at my age now i can change as my daughter's an adult she's what god she's gonna be tomorrow's her birthday 33 mm -hmm. i think tomorrow but anywho you know, it's not too late. It's never too late. So even my dad at, what is he, 85 or something, if, if he is figuring this out and learning new ways to engage with me in a more healthy way, then we all can, yes. right? So I say power to you. And, and that for, means, yeah, go ahead. Do it. I mean, I'm just saying, start today. Yes. You know, do it now. Yes. Start, you know, do this study with us. Do, you know, do the work and become the better parent, the better person, the better partner, the better spouse, the better employee, yeah. all of those things. So. And also give your parents some grace. Yes. They were doing the best they yes. could. You know, think about it. When you were growing up, your parents were in their 20s and 30s. They were young. They didn't know like, what we're, was we're going way on. older than that yeah. now. So, <laughs> like, I think back to like, yeah. oh my gosh, my parents were so young. young. They were trying to figure it out. And they right. were, at that time, like, I think my mom had me when she was 27. As her firstborn, that was probably pretty old back yeah. Yeah, in the, what my days. children mm -hmm. would call the olden days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she was still 27 then, yeah. 37 when I was 10. So, That's crazy. You know, yeah. they, they have grown, they were growing up yes. as you were growing up. Mm -hmm. We were growing up as our children mm -hmm. were growing up. Yeah. So give yourself some grace, but mm -hmm. give your parents some grace yeah. too. They were doing the best they could. But yeah. So, so part of, part of this journey and understanding is understanding that codependents are easily controlled. Yeah. We've talked about being the people pleaser. Codependents need love and respect, but because we've been deprived of that, which we desperately need, we're so desperate for it that we're determined, we're determined to do whatever it takes to win the approval mm -hmm. and the value that we crave. Mm -hmm. We need this, so we're willing to do whatever it takes to make people happy. But that, that means to that end, the means to that end is making people happy. Yeah. Is the people pleasing. That's so exactly our chief that fear, yep, our chief mm -hmm. fear is that people will be unhappy with us. Mm -hmm. And that drives us, and that's a dangerous place to be. Because if we're so worried about people being unhappy with us, that we're willing to do things that compromise our, maybe our values, mm -hmm. our integrity, whatever, uh, yeah. it, it becomes a problem, obviously. So I think we lose our values sometimes mm -hmm. because we lose we're, so, we're so caught up in, in wanting to please other people. We don't even know what we value. Who we, we are. We don't even know what's important to us. And, and I think that's, 
something we have to really mm -hmm. think about as we're going through this healing journey. Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Do I make decisions based on what I think other people want, what mm -hmm. I think other people are expecting, yep. or am I making decisions based on what's true to me? Exactly. And that, I think, today at work, uh, my coworker was leaving and she was saying something and I was like, you know, I actually don't care what other people think of me. <laughs> Which isn't really true. <laughs> I, even time, said that. But yeah. I said that's really not true. But, but I think yeah. I really have grown to grown, a place yeah. where I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't make decisions based on what so I think somebody else is going to think. Say. Mm -hmm. But I did. See, for that's years progress. And it's growth. It is. Yes. Isn't that? Oh yes. My gosh. Yes. They control us emotionally. Up. Yes. So, unfortunately, if you're in a relation with a dysfunctional dependent mm -hmm. person, they learn very quickly how mm -hmm. to push your buttons, mm -hmm. you know, and how to manipulate uh, and control you. So they have this, this, the skillful use of praise or condemnation can be put, you know, put to use to manipulate and coerce the, mm -hmm. the codependent. So um, they're going to control you. So they use statements that imply that you're not good enough that they would love you more or approve of you more if you did a certain thing or you didn't do a certain thing. Mm -hmm. It's all performance-based. Mm -hmm. You have to perform in a way that makes them happy, that, that, that gives them what they want, right? And it's implied. I don't yes. even think it's necessarily yes. said, mm -hmm. I won't love you if you don't, right. or I will love you it's if you implied. do. Mm -hmm. it's, very, mm -hmm. it's very insidious, right under right. the surface. They imply that you're stupid, mm -hmm. that you're wrong, that you're foolish. Um, that you couldn't survive without them, mm -hmm. um, to try to get you to behave in the way they want you to. And I can think of a lot of instances, some with my mom, some with my um, late ex-husband. Mm -hmm. um, but if you call them out, or, or, or just, they may just justify this, whether you call them out or not. Yeah. But they may say things like, I'm only saying this for your own good, mm -hmm because I love you, et cetera, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. If just, I don't, if, if, who else is going to tell you? Yeah, if I don't tell who you, who will, tell right? You? So yeah. um, I know you better than you know yourself. That's crazy. What the heck? No. no. Mm -mm. If anybody says that to you, you that's mm -mm. a lie right yeah, there. Yeah, don't even, don't yeah. even. So if and, it, if, and they and, will say something like, if it weren't for me, who knows what kind of mess you'd be in or what, my husband used to say it to me, I don't know how you would survive, you know. Well, you'd make a mess of things if it weren't for me kind of a how thing, you know. Because if I did something, some goofy thing or whatever, he'd be like, oh my gosh, how do you, I don't know how you even function in this world. Well, you know what, we all do something goofy, and you know. And it's so like, when they say it, it's almost like they're going, Oh, aren't you so lucky to have me? I, mm -hmm. And I love you. Right. And I'm taking yes. care. It I'm gonna, seems like mm -hmm. it's so light and from such a great place. Right. But that is such it's a dig. Like, so condescending. So, so they may sound harmless. Yeah, it's not harmless. But in the context of codependency, this is something I've struggled with. We talked yeah. about this. In which one person, when, when a person already feels worthless and feels um, mm -hmm. desperate for love and affirmation, those kinds of statements represent an attack. Yeah. We can feel an attack. And this is designed to change our behavior um, through praise or condemnation. So sometimes I will get triggered. If someone says something to me a certain way that reminds me of my mom or my ex-husband, it will trigger me and I will come at them defensively. I will come at them hard because I'm feeling attacked. Yeah. I have learned, mm -hmm. and Kim has helped me with this. Kim has helped me with this. Realize that when I'm feeling that trigger, just talking myself through mm -hmm. this and saying, you know what, this is not, they are not attacking me. This is not my mom. This is not the ex-husband. Right. They do not mean it in the context which I am taking it because 
this is a reflection of my issue, not that. You have that. to detach. Mm -hmm. have because to detach. You get, when you get Step triggered, you, you are just right in those emotions. Mm -hmm. And you have to detach from that and look at it. And identify what's mm -hmm. really happening yes. and what the true intent is. So, because somebody said something to me recently, I was telling Kim, and my first instinct was, oh, no, you don't. No, 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 <laughs> we're not doing that. You're not saying that to me. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, no, mm -hmm. this is not, I'm flashing back. I'm triggered back. Yeah. This person does good. not mean that. So I thought, you know what? I'm good. Because at first I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond to them and tell them. You know? Strongly worded emails. Yes. That's what she loves to do. Strongly worded emails. <laughs> but I didn't. I stopped and I thought, no, that wasn't his heart. That wasn't his intent. Let me just respond normally. And uh, we just went on from there. It was no big deal. I was able to realize, and Kim helped me with this too, that kind of behavior no longer serves me. And mm -hmm. probably never did. But it doesn't serve me. It yeah. doesn't help. It's not in my best interest or anyone else's best interest. And it's not a healthy response. Yeah. So I have to learn a new response, yeah. a healthier response. Absolutely. So that was to detach, identify, recognize, okay, this is not what it feels like right now so let me step back from those emotions and, well, yeah what's really what is their true motive what's really mm -hmm. going what's on? really going on but i want to go backwards for just sure. a minute and talk about do it like when we are attacked and mm -hmm. when somebody is being manipulative and and mm -hmm. and saying those things that you know what would you do if it weren't for me the kind of stuff mm -hmm. i i just want to challenge you when somebody is talking to you in a way that is abusive because I really feel like mm -hmm. that's abusive. Mm -hmm. Something in our body recognizes it. And something in us doesn't feel right. And so I just want to challenge you to listen to your body. That's one of the things mm -hmm. I'm really trying to do is listen to my body and how mm -hmm. I respond physiological, mm -hmm. physiologically to things. So if somebody says something to me and it just doesn't set right, mm -hmm. what is it? Is it them? Is it me? Mm -hmm. Stop is that and identify. Yeah. Is that Detach. somebody who really doesn't need to be in my space? Do I need to say something mm -hmm. or do I need to just separate myself from that right. relationship? Like, And it could be a friendship. It could be our, our children. It could be. But if something triggers you like that and you just don't mm -hmm. feel right on the inside, stop and analyze mm -hmm. that. Feel those feelings mm -hmm. and don't just get triggered and react right or shut down because that just escalates don't or it doesn't resolve anything it, at all mm -hmm. at all yep. so in order to be healthy people and function in a healthy way we have to have healthy responses mm -hmm. and when something's being done to us that's not healthy we need to acknowledge that as well right exactly thank you that's a great point very good i like it and learning yeah and see, growing as a person so <laughs> yeah exactly so we're going to talk about the two types of control um, mm -hmm. to manipulate codependence, and that yes. is through guilt and comparison, mm -hmm. okay? Um, now, we do want to kind of define the difference between abuse. Now, yes. if you're in an abusive relationship, they will use threats. Mm -hmm. um, they will use physical violence. Mm -hmm. They will use coercion, mm -hmm. intimidation. They may threaten your family. They may, yes. all of those kinds of things. Those That's a whole breakers. other level. Those are deal breakers. That's a whole other level. Yep. If you are in a relationship like that, if they're trying to isolate you from your family and friends, Let's go. you know, if you're in a newer relationship and they're finding fault and don't want you to spend time with your loved ones, families and friends, that should be a huge red flag for yes. you. That's a controlling behavior. If anybody hits right. you. Oh, pushes you, hitting, spits at you, yes, anything uh, threatens like you. Yes, let's be very, mm -hmm. very clear. That's a that deal breaker. That is unacceptable. Get out. That is mm -hmm. a situation you need to remove yourself from immediately. Right. Yeah. Um, that is not manipulation. That, that is, is abuse. abuse. Mm -hmm. That is 
And abuse, all there are and different there can levels be, of abuse. Yeah, different level of abuse. There's, but, you know, there's verbal abuse. There's emotional. That's abuse. also a deal breaker, right, by the way. Right, right. Also so those things, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but let's talk about the two um, that were yeah. in the book that we covered. Yeah. Motivation by guilt. Mm -hmm. This is probably <laughs> the most common one, mm -hmm. where someone tries to guilt you into doing something mm -hmm. that they want. Mm -hmm. You know, to try and make you do what they want. It's really a it, guilt is a primary motivator. Um, that produces a have-to attitude. Our mentality is, okay, I have to do this in order to make them happy. I have to be this. I have to say this. I have to, whatever. So often codependents feel no freedom to fail because they see the risks of losing love and or respect as too great. We can't afford that emotionally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so consequently, codependents are driven. We're driven to be perfect. We're driven to please everybody but ourselves. But this can also lead to obsessive compulsive behavior. Yeah. The, the need to be perf you know, perfect um, and then the obsessive compulsive. Um, but besides being driven, we want to please so much that we become compliant or um, submissive. Even, even if we don't want it. <laughs> yes, very submissive yes. and to the point of being completely controlled. So mm -hmm. we set aside our, we've talked about this before, our own wishes, mm -hmm. our own ideas, our own dreams, mm -hmm. um, judgments rather yeah, than offend somebody all of that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. rather than offend somebody yeah. right and it's you know it's funny because when we were first doing this lesson however many years ago i said to kathleen i remember sitting on the couch with you and going i don't feel guilt about anything i feel no guilt about i, I never feel guilty i don't <laughs> <laughs> that was that was before you said i don't feel anger i'm, I'm not angry <laughs> Yes, I think it was probably in the same spot on the same couch yeah. at the same time. Um, but, you know, as a codependent, I was, I had no attachment to my feelings. Right. Like, I didn't know what I felt. Mm -mm. So, I did, so, but if you realize that you, like, I have trouble, so this is my boss, right? So, if I have to leave work early for a, a doctor's appointment, mm -hmm. or if it's a planned event, like I'm leaving right? work early, yeah. I feel guilty. <laughs> Leaving, like, that's dumb. <laughs> if you feel guilty for taking care of yourself, yourself in a perfectly right. normal, normal way, way, you have a doctor's appointment, like, for go, leave. Like, for example, <laughs> maybe you had surgery and you feel guilty that you're taking two months off to recover. Stop it. <laughs> and you feel like you should push yourself because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why Catholic, I mean, people do that. <laughs> That oh, is Lord. totally stemmed <coughs> from your I just had surgery. <laughs> it's totally stemmed from your codependency <laughs> and it's not healthy. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So these yeah. that that feeling of guilt is not normal. It's not. If you're feeling I, that yeah, it's not. I know. Not. Be quiet. You're in my business. <laughs> no, now. I'm both really. We no, both do it's it. It's true. I'm like, Kim, just go. Make your appointment. Go to your doctor's appointment. I'm like, it's like I'm like, but it's I fine. Know. I don't need my leg. It's fine. <laughs> I, oh look, I remember when I first started working with you, I was like, oh, I canceled an appointment with my oncologist. It's fine. Like, <laughs> like I canceled what? an appointment what? with my oncologist like because I didn't want to take, like, right? does that's that sound not crazy? Normal. You guys, it's not normal. That, so, but that's yeah. the codependent. So if you feel mm -hmm. guilty, that is not normal. Mm -hmm. That is not healthy. Yes. Um, but acknowledge that you feel guilt and go, okay, let's change that. Mm -hmm. Let's change that yes. because when we want to function in a healthy way, we have to do different things which means we have to go see mm -hmm. our oncologist right. or stay <laughs> at home for two months even though we're bored. I know, because to we're trying to heal. let our bodies heal. Right? But something that you said... <laughs> we 
so good for each other. I know. Um, <laughs> what a gift. I miss you. I know. What a gift. Um, yeah. Um, but no, if you feel, also going back to what you said before, yeah. if you don't feel those things, if you don't feel your anger, if you're not in touch with your feelings, mm -hmm. you don't feel anger, you don't feel guilt, you don't feel mm -hmm. sadness, you don't yeah. feel resentment you bottle that up You're or stuff off. it, yeah. then you've shut off your emotions and mm -hmm. you are probably codependent and you need to learn how to feel again. Yeah. That's so, not true either. That's not real. Yeah, if you feel that's nothing, not mm -mm. that's not that's true. Not real. That's not real. So You're just um, in denial. So I want to go back to, we're going to do a little exercise. Oh, we are? Okay, yeah, we're going to do a little exercise. Okay. So I want to go back to the verse. Are you going to do leg lifts? No, I'm not. <laughs> No, I am not. She had, she had surgery. She can't. She can't, <laughs> can't do, do any of that. So, so we're going to review. You want to read the verse again? Um, oh, yes. When we go back um, yeah, to the we're going to go back okay. and read the verse because then we're going to ask some questions okay. and do some things um, with that. So go ahead okay, and read so our I'm verse go back to. We're going back to 2 Corinthians, right? Yes, we are. 5, 14, mm -hmm. yes. 15, and 17. Yes, ma'am. For the love of Christ controls us. Having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and who was raised again. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. So we are trying to become a new, new. creation. That's right, mm -hmm. we're trying to be new. Okay, but let's think about this. Okay. What is the difference between being motivated by love and being driven by guilt? Mm. Think about that. What's the difference between being driven by guilt or being motivated by love, okay? So for codependence, we're driven by self-focus and self-preservation, right. okay? Um, we're trying to get what we need. We need this. We're desperate for affirmation. We're desperate mm -hmm. for significance and value and love and approval, okay? Um, but which is not healthy. It's right. not healthy for anybody. So everybody loses in that scenario. Yeah. Um, but... If you're motivated by love, if you're driven by love, you do things out of pure unselfish motives and everybody wins, mm -hmm. then it's best for everybody, yes. right? It, you'll notice, like I talked even if about it's painful your body, sometimes. Mm -hmm. it, but it feels so much better. Even, yeah. even when people, my children, call me out on stuff, yeah. and I'm like, and at first I get really defensive because mm -hmm. I don't like being told I'm wrong, right? which is another whole codependent thing. I, when I go, you know what, I'm gonna, how does a healthy person handle this? And I start having a conversation even though it's an uncomfortable conversation, mm -hmm. it like it feels so much better because I'm dealing with it in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to to feel those uncomfortable mm -hmm. to have those uncomfortable conversations and to feel your feelings. Even with yourself. See, we have uncomfortable conversations with ourselves. Yes. You now it is. It's not comfortable to try and analyze it's when not. we're feeling something, what we're feeling, why we're feeling it. Is it healthy? Yeah. And what what's the motivation? Mm -hmm. What is the result going to be? And you have to be is honest. Is it going to get me what I need? Yeah, you, you have, have to be, be brutally honest. honest with yourself. Absolutely. Um, so having said that, let's then go back and review the definition of false guilt. Because codependents have this a lot. We take on the guilt and shame of somebody else. Okay? Mm -hmm. So back on Unit 1, it was page 12, um, it said false guilt is expressing guilt or feeling guilty when what they really feel is shame. We really feel shame. Mm -hmm. But... This shame-based identity happens after you feel the shame of another person's behavior, which would be like the dysfunctional dependent that you're attached to, um, for a long time. For so long, you have accepted as your shame too. Mm. We've talked before about when a, when a dysfunctional person does something wrong, they wrong you, they hurt you, 
and you're like, hey, that doesn't feel good. That's not right. And then they turn it back on you and make it your fault. And you yep. find yourself apologizing for mm -hmm. them hurting you. Somehow you take on their shameful behavior and feel like it's your your fault. That's false guilt. You feel guilty for saying no when it's perfectly appropriate to say no. You get to decide. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. And so it's really hard to kind of distinguish that in the beginning. You learn kind of as you go. So particularly if you're in an abusive relationship, you take on that guilt and that mm -hmm. shame of mm -hmm. the other person. They're really the ones that are wrong, that, that are wronging you. They have wrong behavior and abusive behavior, but you, they blamed you for their wrong behavior so often that you, you own that, mm -hmm. you take it on yourself mm -hmm. and that's not healthy or normal. So you've got to kind of learn how to undo some of that. So don't accept their shame as your shame. Yes. Okay. That's false guilt. So now, Ask yourself this, this little exercise, okay? So we've talked about what the difference is between being motivated by love and being controlled or being driven by guilt, okay? We've talked about what false guilt is and taking on someone else's shame. So now ask yourself, do I feel the guilt of not pleasing God, which is sin, or do I usually feel the guilt or shame of not pleasing others? Mm -hmm. Are you really trying to please other people, okay? Um, it is important to understand very clearly that the guilt the Holy Spirit produces to convict you of sin and the false guilt you impose on yourself when your life is not perfect and controlled are two very different things. Yes. So you need to understand that difference. And I would even take it a step further when, you know, cause we can be very um, perfectionistic in our relationship with God. Right. We exactly. can be like, Oh, well I do everything perfectly. And you know, everybody else is terrible because I'm so great and I'm so great. But what is your motive? Mm -hmm. Is your motive to be perfect because you want everybody else to see you're perfect? Mm -hmm. Is your or is is it your love of God that you want to please that drives him and, you? Yes. Mm -hmm. So even in your relationship with God, mm -hmm. you want your motives to be pure. You want to do the right thing for the, for the right, right reasons. Jinx. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say that I just want to point that out because mm -hmm. I've been there too, where exactly. you know I did everything yeah. perfectly like a robot, mm -hmm. but not. I don't, it was still selfish. It was still all or about me. Or you didn't me. do it because you felt crippled because you couldn't do it perfectly. Yeah, that too. You know, so I'm going to read the too. Bible because I feel like if I read it, I've got to read chapters and chapters yeah. and take I'm, notes and yes. analyze and do all of that. Just read, just be in the Word. Yeah. You know, just be in prayer. You don't have to have a certain way to pray or do whatever. Just right. be in the Word. Just talk mm -hmm. to the Lord, you know. So we feel like we have to do everything perfectly so then we don't do it. Yeah. So you have two, two sides of the same mm -hmm. coin, you know, and, the perfectionism ends, either way. what ends up happening is the... The behaviors that other people used to do to us, we are now doing to ourselves. Yes. So now we're basically abusing ourselves and right. requiring these unrealistic expectations and not doing what's best for us or doing it for the right reasons. And we're just, it's all self-inflicted now. Exactly. So um, again, being healthy starts with you. Mm -hmm. hmm. So I want to do the number two? I really don't. So I don't want to talk about... <laughs> How we are motivated by comparison. That's another one. I feel, I don't know if I'm right about this, but I feel like women are worse about this than, than men. But when people compare codependence to others, so if you, <laughs> you okay? Do you need help? Okay. Look at her getting around. Um, so when you compare people with family members, coworkers, the goal is to shame them. So if you've ever had a situation where you had a family member who said, well, such and such did this and you know, your, your sister always calls and tell, and, or your such and such always asks how I'm doing and you don't, um, instead of 
just asking for what they want, that's comparison. And so a lot of times what we end up doing too is we start comparing ourselves to others. So think about situations where you felt manipulated by somebody, okay? So either through guilt or comparison. Um, guilt is a, a big one, but were you driven by comparison as a child? Do you compare yourself to others now? Do you compare your children against each other? Do you compare, do you, is that your motivation to drive, do you, is that how you try to motivate people by comparing them to others? That is not a healthy way to do it. Um, that's manipulation. So do a little exercise. Okay. I want you to do a little exercise and I want you to see how you can kind of look at this more objectively because again, it's hard to see ourselves. Clearly we lack that objectivity. So I want you to give at least one example of a guilt situation and one of a comparison situation. So when you think about that situation where somebody made you feel guilty, who was it that manipulated you? How did he or she manipulate you? What did they say? How did they do it? What did you gain or lose by permitting, allowing yourself to be manipulated? Because we're giving up our power when we do that. What did you lose? when you allowed that person to guilt you and manipulate you. How did you respond? Did you give in? That's what most of us do, we just give in. And then if you did respond or however you responded, how did it make you feel? How did it make you feel when you responded in a way that wasn't true to yourself? When you responded in a way that wasn't best for you? How did that make you feel? And now do the same thing with comparison. So if somebody tried to manipulate you by comparing you, or if you compared yourself, I think that's a big one for women. Let's go with first somebody comparing you. Who was it? Who manipulated you that way? How did they do it? How did they, how did he or she manipulate you? What did they say? What was the vehicle? What did you gain or what did you lose by allowing yourself to be manipulated? How did you respond when they compared you? How did it make you feel? And then how did your response make you feel? Because again, you did something that wasn't right for you. It wasn't true. So we really need to remember we really need to understand deep inside that manipulation is not harmless because we come from a society where we are taught if we can get people to do what we want, if we can manipulate them, that that's a good thing, that we've won and we've gotten our way. The goal is not to win or to get our way. That's evil. Doing something for selfish reasons is not a healthy way of doing things. Even if everybody in society says it is, it's not. It's not what's best for you and it's not best for whomever you're doing it to. Manipulation is destructive and it can damage and it will damage and it will destroy relationships, 
and all kinds of relationships. You won't be trustworthy. People won't be able to trust you. They won't be able to trust you with their feelings. They won't be able to trust you with their hearts. You know, we're, we're not supposed to be doing life alone. We're supposed to be doing life in community. And in community, you need to be able to trust people and people need to be able to trust you. And it's gonna destroy self-esteem. It's gonna destroy your self-esteem. You're gonna destroy the self-esteem of others. So again, is that the person you wanna be? I would say no, that's why we're here, right? We're here to be better. And so when you find that you're trying to get your way, when you find that somebody is saying something to you or doing something to you that just doesn't feel right, you, have, you get to stop the cycle. You actually get to control you. I control me, you control you. So just because somebody is trying to manipulate you, just because you've been doing this dance for all that time doesn't mean you have to continue doing it. It's okay. You can change it up. You can stop it and you can choose to handle things differently. Now, sometimes in the middle of it, we don't know how we're going to do it. We don't know how we're going to change the situation. And so it's okay to say, you know what? I, I need to step away. Something about this isn't setting right with me. Something about this isn't feeling right. I'm going to step away and I'm going to kind of work through this and process this and we're going to come back and talk about it. You get to do what's best for you and you get to decide. So, you know Kathleen's recovering from surgery. If you are somebody who prays, we just ask for your prayers. Um, if you haven't already, like and subscribe. Put your questions down there. We're so thankful you're here and you're joining us. You're not alone. We're in this together, and we'll see you guys next time.